That's good. Yo, hello, hello. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Ooh. Well, we got to get serious. We're about to record this thing. You can't be singing on the podcast. Why not? You know why you can't. Bro, hold on. Don't, I can sing. Hey, guys, it's recording. We know damn well I can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what's up? We're back. Season two of Season The Drop. Two. Let's go. I'm hyped. 2021 is about to be something crazy. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Season one was good. It was, it was good. Uh, the start of hopefully something that's really cool, you know? Um, season two, we want to do a little bit different. We want to stay true to what we did in season one, which is being honest, being authentic, being us, letting you inside a conversation that we have on a, just a daily basis. But... Uh, we just appreciate everybody that's been listening, everybody that's been, um, you know, tuning along, whether it's on Instagram or it's on YouTube. You know, this time we just kind of want to hear from you guys. Message us, hit us up if y'all just want to hear from us. Anything that you think you might want to hear us talk about, we can't promise you anything, but we do appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, man, if you got a topic that you just would think would be a good podcast for us, even if we don't use it, we appreciate the feedback. If you would DM us at thedrop.podcast on Instagram. The drop dot podcast. Do that. Message us, right please. Now, right also, now. if you're watching this on YouTube right now, subscribe to the podcast. Even if you're listening on Spotify, subscribe. Yeah. Just just do it so we know that you're there. We don't don't be a ghost follower where you like listen and you're like, you know, not giving any feedback. If you hate it, like let me know. Let us know. We want to do something that is uh that's helpful, beneficial, and then also that provides a space where people can interact with, especially right. if you disagree or you have different thoughts. We are always open for pushback, so I'm excited. Just about season two. Don't push too hard now. Yeah, don't push too hard. Be real. Be gentle now. Yeah. Be gentle. Be, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's cool. I met this past uh, today's what Tuesday. Um, a few days ago, I met this girl who listens to the podcast. She's from Austin. Ooh, and come it was on. like from distance. I didn't even like. I just was so like like trippy that she listened to it that I didn't even ask like how she found out. But it's just cool. Um, and we definitely aren't like the only voice, we're definitely not a perfect voice, but we can promise you it will be a real voice. So we're excited. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Come on, bro. Yeah, man. Season two, man, we're kind of just picking up off the same type of energy we ended in season one with was really was just being just honest and just kind of open about uh, the way uh, we've kind of, you know, been experiencing life recently. Like we're yeah. pastors, as you know, but we're also not just talking to church people. We want to talk to everybody across the board just I think that the things that we talk about, we want to make sure that we're not hitting one audience or one dynamic, but something that kind of hits everybody. Yeah, it's relatable. Um, And so really, us stepping into 2021, we thought, what better way to do it than something that we ourselves have been experiencing? And specifically today, what we want to talk about is we want to talk about um, this thing called uh, self-discovery or uh, self-reflection and just understanding who we are. Uh, We... uh, this is a process, something that everybody has to go on, and it has a lot of different thoughts. Um, but, yeah, we're just wanting to jump into that conversation today and see where we end up. For sure, yeah. I think it's like you said, uh, it's a process. And I think along the process, I think for me personally, what I've learned is to find um, self-discovery, self-awareness, self-reflection um, is not a hard thing um, or a uh, – just a thing of process, but it's a gift. Uh, and I think once you see it as a gift, it turns into a tool. 
Uh, and so I think the idea of like, you know, just knowing, um, not just allowing people to know about you, but you knowing about you. I think it's just incredibly um, powerful that you know the things about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just not that you have people in your life that know those things about you or can see those things about you. Uh, but I feel like we've all been there. You know, like look back to when you were young, like there's things that like you needed people. You know what I mean? Like your immaturity. You're like, yo, like you're just so immature. And you're like, I thought I was the most mature person in the room. But like, right. that's not ever the case until you recognize there's certain things that people can see about yourself that you can't. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I think this conversation is one of those conversations that um, I think. What tw- I'm 28, be 29 this year. We won't say your age. I'm joking. I'm 29 right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my Pushing last my last go around in right. the 20s. But um, looking back, you know, I think like man, I wish I would have had this ability to like uh, just a conversation, uh, hearing some people talk about what this would have been like when I was 12, when I was 14. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, when I was like developing and like learning a ton, trying to figure out who I was, if I would have known um, that finding more about myself was actually a gift than it was a curse. Yeah. Right. Or people knowing things about me wasn't this like insecure thing or this thing that I needed to be afraid of, but it was actually something in my life that I needed and I've been blessed by. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think too, so this whole self discovery and self realization is, is a thing that doesn't happen just once it's your entire life like as a person you are dynamic you're dynamic you are growing in areas you're like it just depends on what season life you're in there's people that might watch this podcast that you are way older than we are and guess what you still are on that same self-discovery process that we are yeah um i think that different seasons of our life bring out new aspects of us and new areas of us um that we didn't necessarily have before and so you see um kind of a new um like shade or space of who you are that you never would have saw unless you were underneath that circumstance or stimulus, so to speak, like yeah. in the stress of that time, like it shows you who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think too, with uh, just this idea of self actualization or realization or um, self reflection, it's very, very, very easy for people to look at someone else and see just them and then see like, Oh yeah, you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's very clear. I think it's very clear for other people to see your things is very difficult for you to face and look deepward inside of yourself and realize some of the things that you do. Because I think the hard part about it is we often work off our motivations and miss our actions. So the actions are seen by other people, but they don't know our motivations. So our motivations could be great in mind, but our action be completely terrible. But really the, the reality is maybe, maybe my motivation isn't actually true. Maybe I've, I've deceived myself in that process. And it takes like a strong person to say like, Oh wow. I need someone else on the outside looking in to tell me, hey, I saw this. What's up? Right. And they're like, oh, dang, like I need to self-reflect and adjust, so to speak. Or the opposite, bad. that you have um, if you, you have the the right action and the right wrong motivation, or you have the right motivation and you just don't act right. Right. You know what I mean? Where it's like you need that inside, uh, inside excuse me. I, I remember listening, you were talking to somebody who was like afraid of – uh, stepping into a um, a space in their life, and they were afraid of. And what they had said was like, "What if like I get stuck?" And what you said in response was, "I guess you're just never gonna grow." Yeah. And I was like, "Dang!" But it's like <laughs> I think that is like a reality. Or people, um, people are afraid of feeling stuck or feeling stagnant, feeling like they are the same people. But the reality is, 
uh, every situation that you find yourself in, every season that you find yourself, the partial point of it is to grow from it. Yeah. So if you grow, then you can't stay the same. Right. Right. But if you see growth as this gift and you see growth is not just this thing that um, you have to choose to do, but is inevitable to every life, every part of your life, every season of your life, then it really becomes a gift. Um, I heard somebody a few years ago, something that really like shaped uh, so much of my life. Uh, he was have, was in a conversation. I was kind of just an observer. And what he said was, um, somebody asked him the question, what are you most passionate about in life? And this guy is a phenomenal person. Um, he, he was a teacher. He was a pastor. Uh, he was a husband. And uh, I'm not sure how old he was. But what I remember about his life in the few moments that I was around him was his response, which was, uh, I'm most passionate about self-discovery. And I just remember being like, pause. Right. I'm out. <laughs> Say yep. it one more time. Like, let's rewind. What do you mean you're most passionate about self-discovery? And what he said was, if, as long as I'm growing, there's more that I need to know about myself. Yeah. And I was like. No, that's really good. And I just thought that for the rest of my life, I, if, I, if I'm going to grow, if I'm not going to be the same in 50 years that I am today, then I need to discover that. And that is a gift in itself is to discover those parts of you. Not to just like have other people discover them, but that you would your own be passionate about discovering those things about you because there's things about you today that you don't know there's things about me today that i don't know that in 20 years are gonna be like dang bro that's real cool you know and so i think um that that idea of just discovering more you know i think we even live in a world where like that there's a chase of like more 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 uh and i feel like sometimes it costs you knowing more about yourself you know more about everything else. You know more about everybody else and, and more things in the world. But you don't know that much more about yourself. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking the other day just how much um, – just, you know, a lot of people want to go on this journey of not just self-discovery but self-improvement. Like I want to be better at this, this, and this. And I think that process can sometimes stunt the thing that is actually most important, which is I think sometimes we want to grow in areas that we're never supposed to be great at. There's things that we're like never just good at doing and that are never going to actually be our sweet spot, so to speak. Um, but we would never know that unless we know ourselves. Right. Like uh, a lot of people outside, like they have dreams and hopes and things pressed on them by their family or just expectations and all that stuff. And they just, they'd run this race and then they get to a certain part of their life. And it's like, wow, I didn't live my life the way I, I wanted actually to do this. And you're like, it's like this midlife crisis thing. And it's like from a place of you thought you were somebody and realize later on, wait, actually, I'm not that way. I'm actually something else or a little bit different than that. Or my my dreams are different. My thoughts are different. Actually, my personality is different than that. I think for a long time, I've been in like kind of self-denial because uh, some things about my personality that I just now have come to grips with, I've always seen as negative. But in the reality, the grand scheme of things is I've been running from the very thing that made me effective, um, which is um, like directness and just – being passionate about a thing and I'm just going to like, I'm going to just go for it. I want, I want, I don't do things halfway. Like I'm all in. And at times like that can be, uh, that can be a lot and it could, I can push people, but sometimes like that's a strength of mine where it's like, Oh man, like I could really motivate somebody who feels like they're stuck into a place of like, no, you can do it. Just, you got it, you know? Um, but they need the push of somebody like me. But then also on the back end, there's some negative parts of me that I need to realize of how it come off. And I think, 
a lot of, uh, you know, there's things like Myers-Briggs, like Strength Finder, all of them. DISC, like all that different stuff, Enneagram, like no matter what you feel about any of those things, they're really just these tools, like you said, to help us self-discover who we are, the way that we're gifted and wired and the way things, um, the way we see the world, the way that we react to things. And I think just knowing a little bit more about ourselves can help us be the people that we're supposed to be. Right. You know? I think one of the things that you hear in a lot of people's lives, especially like young people, is like lack of confidence. And you're like, what happens is you find, like you need somebody to like reassure you that you were this person or you were good at this thing. But what if it was like the opposite where you discovered enough about yourself that you were confident in who you were? Yeah. You didn't need anybody else to tell you those things to be confident. Right. Um, so, you know, talking about like things that you're good at, things that you want to do. It's like, man, like self-confidence is attractive. You know what I mean? Like when you're like walking around, we get like, you know, uh, I'm not cocky, I'm confident kind of like language. But you're like, yo, are you confident? Are you confident without other people telling you those things? Are you confident that you know who you are without somebody having to tell you who you are? Right? All of those things that we hear constantly, especially um, in our society today, you got people, you know, everywhere, every platform, every uh, avenue of life, every season. It's like, uh, I just want to be more confident. One of the easiest ways to be more confident about you is to know about you. And be okay with it. Right. That's the biggest thing. You know what I mean? Um, but we don't do that. Uh, and I think sometimes that's where we lose the gift and what it would like, what it comes with, like the gift that it is to, to discover yourself, to reflect, um, so that the gift turns into a tool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that is... So oftentimes we're like, I think what you were just kind of bringing up is this like thing that you are unaware of, uh, whether it's like how you treat people or how you do certain things or things that you're not good at that you thought you were good at. You try to use that tool and helping other people do that when the reality is you haven't done that for yourself. So yeah. you're like, how do you use a tool that, that has picked not up been, before? Yeah. You know what I mean? No, for um, real. And so I think it's really, really important before we go in even like that conversation, you know what I mean? Like, yo, how do you use it? Is like, have you done it before? Right. You know what I mean? Like, are you, can you do it right now? If you, if somebody were to stop and ask you a question where you, where you're forced to self-reflect, do you have the ability to do that for yourself without needing other people? But what it takes is to be real honest, you know what I mean? Which is scary sometimes, yeah, but sure. just be honest with yourself. Just be honest with yourself. And I think that's something that we've had to like do so much in our relationship is like, we have each other where you're like the tool is being used for the other person. But the reality is like, we had to do a ton of that on our own. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I think the, the cool thing about what you said earlier is that, that, that self realization is a gift. Um, a lot of times, uh, it comes off like, uh, it's a, it's almost the opposite. It's like, Oh man, like I know more about myself. Like, Oh God, I got issues. But the reality is like, yo, you can't fix a problem unless you know it exists, right? So it's like, oh, I just need to know that there's something in me there. And then like because of the things that we know, we can act on it. You can't act on something that you don't know. Right. And that's the really, really, really the big, huge part of it is other people stepping into that space of helping you in your self-discovery, which is what kind of what we talked about um, a little bit was, was that whole idea of like people see things that we don't see. Yeah. And oftentimes – um, when they vo- like vocalize what they see, it's not received as a gift. It's received as an attack. And I think uh, the difference between it being a gift and attack is how it's received. 
Um, so if, if you receive their criticism or, hey, I saw this as, oh, you're coming at me as my person, or you can take it as, oh, you want me to be better. You want me to realize who I am. You want like to help me in my process. Right. Um, I think if we can receive it as a gift, then we can actually move forward in that self-actualization and realization process. But we have to have the humility to listen. Yeah. Um, and I think really the a, a really key thing um, about that that whole deal is, is is that if that's the case for other people to us, that should be us to them as well. Um, that we should be good mirrors for people. I think other people in your life are not just necessarily like thoughts, ideas, things about you and what they see. It's like they are a mirror so that you can see who you are through them and their actions. You're like, oh, dang, like because of Jamal, I see he vocalized something that I need to see about myself that I missed yeah. because I always believe I have the best intentions, but sometimes my best intentions come off real, 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 <laughs> real raggedy. They come off real raggedy. You know what I mean? We Let's, even have some in the past. Right, I was literally about to say, there's sometimes like very like clear instances in our friendships where you're like, like the famous argument, the famous, which one was that? The one in, at, at, at my house in college. I don't remember that one. You do remember that one. The one where I told you uh, that you're so dang emotional. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was not the the start of the argument, but that was the that was the conversation. That was where it went. Yeah, 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 yeah. That and was. We were like words. we were on the same accord, and then it was like. Oh, there But what you what you said to me was a trigger. Those work for an emotional person when you're like, you're too emotional. Yeah, that, that was yeah very direct. <laughs> True. I was like, what? And, and so then, then came I back. came, but I like. It's funny. I received it as an attack, so I attacked. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? That's like, how it goes. Yeah. It's really that's exactly what happened. Then was you said something that felt very attacking to me, which and I probably so, was said in attacking. Was, we were in a heated sure. argument, so it was like it was heated, for right? Sure. But then what I did in return was like right back. And then you know we're like hanging out. Like you leave your house. I'm at your house. You I bounce. left my own <laughs> resident, so my easy. own domicile. I left my own house and said, nah, I'm out. I'm out of here, bro. I'm and out. I'm there, and then I get a text message, and you're like, nah, bro, we need to talk. And I'm like. Straight up. <laughs> but I knew. I knew that I I went there. You know what I mean? Um, but I also knew that I was. I, I knew I was an emotional a person. I just was not okay with being an emotional person. Yeah. And now, like, I think where where you have uh, helped me a ton is to help me not live and just make uh, decisions out of an emotional place. Uh, and so a lot of times, like I know what emotion I feel, but I also know how to communicate outside of that emotion where mm -hmm. that emotion is not um, the thing that I'm communicated. I'm communicating, I'm communicating the thing that I really want to talk about mm -hmm. aside, but also in tune with that emotion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you've done that for me because on your end, it's a lot different. You, yeah. you, know, yeah. you, I'll let you share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, like, just knowing that we're both coming from different ends of the spectrum, like, for me, as someone who's very direct, very, I, th I feel like a lot of times feelings are not, um, not that they're not valid, but they're just not helpful. Like, I'm like, ah, like, I get that you felt that way, but, like, I didn't, like, I just bypassed them. And I, also, I don't really feel a lot of emotion, 
when I'm sad, I'm angry. When I'm frustrated, I'm angry. When I'm tired, I'm angry. Like, I'm not just, just like an angry, angry person. person. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, look on the inside. I'm just That's like, you, you just told the people, you're just. I'm an angry person. But like, I'm not. But like, but you're not. But here's the, here's, the, here's the deal about it, which is so helpful about people being around you. A lot of people are those people. But the thing is, the reason why they can maintain being an angry person is because they don't have people in their life that will show them that they're an angry person. Yeah. Like, they don't have any mirrors in their life. Like, for you, we are so opposite in that, where because of our friendship, I have to be aware of the way that my words land yeah. and how that could come off to somebody. So what I used to just fly off the hip and be like, I'm going to just tell you how I feel. And a lot of people feel like that's what they should do. It's not. Don't do that to people. You hurt people that way. <laughs> the way that you learn is you have those hard conversations. You realize, oh, when I said that, that made you feel like that. I don't want to say things that way anymore. Yes, I might not change what I thought, but the way I say it might need to change. Right. I might need to make this a more palatable way and just make it like, oh, hey, this is presentable. What do you think about this? Rather than being like, that's stupid. I think this and let's move on. Right. You know, um, I think just having somebody that can can not not combat that, but to be um, someone in your life that you care about that is willing and open and honest to tell you how they feel and also how what you do affects them. That is such a self-discovery moment where I realize if I'm in a place where I'm angry, I'm like, I'm not angry right now. I'm tired right now. Or I'm not angry. I'm hungry right now. Like the Snickers commercial. That's like, that's me. Or just like whatever it is. It's like, oh, like the self-actualization realization of like, oh, like why am I upset? And and, And even having somebody that is better with their feelings and knowing why they are, it helps me process as yeah. like, yeah. not that I'm like a stunted process person, like I have feelings, but I'm very quick to be like protective or very quick to respond to what what I see is right or like one of those things. And so I think just knowing how it makes people feel, it makes me not want to be right all the time or yeah. think that I'm yeah. right necessarily. And it's funny because like as the person who's on the other side of that um, feels deeply, I feel deeply, right? And so I think like, you know, in our experiences, like you, you would say things and I'd be like, oh, you made me feel that way. So like what I would quickly do because I'm like, no, you can't just say that and not expect me to feel. I would act out of that feeling and then be like, this is how I feel. You've made me feel like this. And then I would come, but it would be so irrational. I'd be like, dang, bro. Like, that's not so at all where I was at. <laughs> and I would even say sometimes I do that now. I think part of it then back when I was young and I was immature in that and I didn't know uh, how to like really be in control of them um I, and, and i would even say not even just control but help navigate and like you said like the process of feelings what i would do a lot of times is in return by telling you how i feel i was not aware of how i was making you feel yeah and so i just was like very oh, i'm selfish, a match your energy right but i'm like <laughs> we I'm can do that if you want to like, I, well i feel like this well i feel like this well then you did it well you did this and you're like and so it would, I, I did it in a way that I don't think was really helpful or uh, took us from this place to a different place. It, it kept us in that mm-hmm. that place of just tension. And so I've even seen that where I do that in my, my relationships now, like with Adriana. It's like a lot of times, like I will just quickly, <laughs> I will quickly look, this is me. Look, I'm apologizing. Yeah, you better make it right, camera, like, we're like, You're right, like TV, camera, TV, but like. I do like, and that's something that we both have had to work through in our relationship yeah. is um, how to express with the things that we talk about and the thing that we feel in a way that does not. It's almost like you bring your stuff to the table, but you don't bring it all the way to the other side. You just say right in the middle, which I feel like we could talk a little bit about. We, we had this like crazy analogy 
where we were sitting in a room. Do you remember that? About the carpet conversation? The carpet conversation. Dude, I've, that's but been, that's been almost 10 times, years. Like, it, it really, the way that I've gotten better at that is I've discovered more about myself. Yeah. I've discovered not just more about myself, but how I do things. Where they, What are my triggers? Where do they come from? Why do I get sometimes so bent out of shape about these certain things? Well, this stuff has happened to me, and I need to be aware mm-hmm. of those things in my past so that I don't bring those things into my future, don't bring those things into my relationships in a way that is continually a cycle of hurt. Right. You know? Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing with people. Like, we tend to project our hurts onto other people and even on their motivations. So, like, somebody, for me, as someone who is very much uh, – I'm high goals. I'm, 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 I'm forward-looking. Like, I want to be great. Like, I don't want to do anything halfway ever at all. Yeah. So, it comes off at times, like, very perfectionistic. And I, I think at times I, I like put that on people at times where it feels like they can't ever live up to that. But it's because I'm from a place of not thinking I'm ever going to live up to the things that I want. So it's like I'm projecting out of an unhealthy right. place because of the way that I am, which I, I, I'm not saying that the, the negative is because I am the way that I am. I'm just saying like I have a propensity to do that. Like I have a like it's easier for me to do that. Right. And it's also easier for me to project things on other people based on the way other people have done things to me. So if somebody comes at me and hits insecurity and I'm triggered, it's very quickly for me to project something on them that's not actually true of them, especially if they're trying to be a mirror to me and say, hey, bro, I saw this in your life. I don't think it's helpful. Let's talk about it. Immediately our walls go up and we forget the self-actualization process and we go into self-preservation process. And I think that that is actually the biggest hindrance to growth is that we don't want to own the things that we're bringing to the table. Um, I think self-realization is not just who am I presently, but what has shaped me in the past. Right. You know, it feels like you, you're, we, we could even talk about it's like responsibility because you have this like part where like, as a friend, I like my responsibility um, is to not even, I would even say like help you see the things that you don't see. But I think that's what happens when you come in to communicate is like, two broken people yeah and it's a lot easier to see other people's brokenness very easy than it is to see your own so thankfully i got people in my life that don't just allow me to see theirs but they see mine too and they're willing to talk about it but the reality at the end of the day you have you're the only one that has the responsibility to take care of you to grow that's nobody else's responsibility yeah that's yours and yours only and so even when somebody does when somebody would would do those things i either have the that from that moment, it's the gift has been bought, and now I need to take it, and either I'm gonna sit on it and be angry and frustrated, and oh, oh that's a bad like I don't, I'm fruit canceled right, or maybe there's something I should think about. Maybe yeah. I should ask myself a question. Man, is there something? It, it, look in the mirror. You know what I mean? Like, can you see what the? And then there's some things that you're like, yo, you said that, and I don't agree. Yeah, but. Yeah, a lot of times they're like, yo, do something. Like, change. Like, it changes your responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility. It's yours and yours only. Yeah. I really think, too, just even saying that when someone brings something to your attention, even when we disagree, it's so helpful to say, well, why do we disagree? And not letting that we disagree be the breaker, like, the be the, like, thing that's the division point, but let it be the conversation point. Because in my mind, if we disagree – there's a perspective I need to see from you, and there's definitely a perspective so you that you need to see from me. That, like, is uh, like real. Yeah, it's the problem of our society. Yeah, we the have problem people of that today refuse to... is what we refuse to reflect enough on our own 
that we never get across the table. To right. See somebody else's opinion. See somebody else's view. Or see why they think that or where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we want to do it for ourselves. Yeah. Yo, like that is like I did, I know we didn't really want to talk about that and like I feel like that's just not the platform like for you to if you want to hear more about like politics or anything like that. It's, we just we could talk about it, but it just right. feels like more divisive. I would rather than talk more about uh, the conversations that people aren't having. And not even just a conversation, but why people won't have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like uh, it, it, you're dealing with the issue rather than the root. Right. And it feels like to me, like a lot of the disagreements, they stop there instead of realizing, oh, maybe we're using different definitions. Maybe we're coming. Maybe we agree. But the way that we're communicating it is just all it's missing just, each other. Right. And then even I've just seen recently just people coming to a place where they're like, this is where I'm at. I will not change. If you are a person that will not change, you've stunted yourself already. Even if you are completely, completely, you can, at the end of the day, you can walk right away and be like, I still believe what I believe, but I heard that person. Um, I, I think it, when we get to a place where we come with our, our, our fences up and say like, oh, yep, sorry, I'm not changing my mind. Like I'm, I'm, you're stuck and you're, right. you're a, a, stop being a dynamic human. I do think that there are some things that you stand on in their beliefs and their core but I don't think there's that many core things. I think that there are some things that are like right and there is wrong, but in the shades of gray, like let's step to the table together and say like, I, let's let's talk about it and we can disagree, but I'm willing to be persuaded. I think that is the biggest thing is like, if I come to the table with an open heart to say like, let me hear what you think right. and let us, let's talk about it. Maybe you're going to help me realize that I'm coming in with some prejudice or prejudging or some thoughts about certain things that, that I didn't know that I had. And just because I'm in what they would call like a, a silo or a, a, a just this one place where everybody agrees with me, maybe I need some people to disagree with me in my life so that we can realize, not just for me, but also for you, it goes into that tool well, part. You, you, in the gift part, you know, I was literally just thinking that same thing. Like we use the tool, but we're never willing to receive the gift. That's it. <laughs> but the tool changes when it when you like use it as a you, you like being the one doing gift, the work, not the one doing the work you, on yourself. You give it as a gift. That's good. Like you yeah. know, it's not this thing that you're not a hammer trying to like nail this thing in. Nope, nope, no. Nope. It becomes a gift because you've received that from somebody else. You're like, why would I not do that for other people? Right. Who, especially the people who do who don't agree with me or people who see things differently. Like, and I've learned that so much last year. Learn how to like have and just sit not even um before i had conversations but like to just sit you know what i mean like where mm-hmm. we live like it's a very different place very different and it, it's not just because of the black and white thing it's because there's a, just a ton of history here there's just mm-hmm. a ton of tradition here where you're like oh i'm from a different side of the country like mm-hmm. people like ride horses and i'm like the, my first thought is like weird <laughs> like, <laughs> this bummy, is different you know but yeah. like i that's because I grew up differently. How dare me just to grow up differently to look at them and to judge them? Yeah. Because what, that's just so messed up and so empty, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting how gift and tool. Mm-hmm. Where I, I, I kind of want to take what I said back. Like, it is, it's a gift, and uh, it, it could be used as a tool, but it's a gift that should be given as a gift. Yeah, I think that goes into the whole piece of, like, a gift often is wrapped a certain way. And I think a lot of times we think we're giving a gift away, but really it's wrapped super poorly. You're like, yeah, bro, that is actually not helpful, hey, you know? Yeah. 
And so I just wonder if we became people who cared enough about other people. Because I think, like, we'd like to be the heroes of our own story if we realize that we're not the hero of our own story and that we're actually a part of it and that, that we're actually in a bigger story, which we believe because we're pastors 100%, right. that we can we can come to the table and say, oh, like, I'm broken too. Like, I've got stuff too. And I can extend grace to people that I find completely on the other side of the tracks or the other side of the, the coin as me. But I can still extend grace because someone extended me grace when I was in a place that gave me a gift when I didn't deserve a gift. When I deserved a hammer, he gave me the gift. You know what I mean? In the same way, instead of us going to make it make it as if it is our duty and our responsibility to change other people, our only duty and responsibility that we've always had as human beings is to reflect the person that made us. Right. And when we do that, they see themselves rightly. And it's not because we presented them as, hey, you're this person with issues. It's, hey, man. I like, I, I'm this way. You see it. Like, we don't need, I don't need someone to always be like, hey, bro, like, you're kind of selfish. I'm like, yeah, dude, I am extremely selfish. I have to, like, I know that, you know? Um, but just seeing how certain actions make people feel that way, it's right. it's nice to know, but in a way that's constructive, not trying to break, you know, break you down, you know, yeah. is, is big. I, I feel like one of, like, the, just like I'm thinking in this conversation is, like, I, being a pastor, but more than anything, being a human, like, I'm definitely not perfect. There are enough people that are probably listening to this and, like, know us. Hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm sorry, but, like, I think, I shouldn't say but, I'm sorry. Um, I've learned from those. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think one of the things I feel like, if you could take away anything from this, is um, take on the responsibility of self-reflection, self-discovery. But also, be responsible. Yeah. And love your friends enough that you would be willing to tell them the real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. d- d- meet that thing in the middle where you just don't do one of it. Some of you are really good at uh, being aware of you. But you are horrible at telling people about them. Mm-hmm. Some of you are great at telling people. More of you are great at telling people about themselves. But you ain't dare going to ask yourself a question. Yeah. Is Ever. Oh, yeah, that's good. And so it's like we, we need both of those things. We can't just right. do if you're good at one, take responsibility of growing in the other. Yeah. Let me be a consistent person that does both, not just one. Right. It's like the one person saying, oh, like they're over there. They're, they stink. But you ain't checked. You ain't put deodorant on today. Face when you did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like you actually the nasty one. We can smell right, you. Right. Even though Before you, you tell somebody you. that stank, make sure you don't stink. You better put some old spice, you better deodorant, a secret. I don't know what you're wearing, ladies. I, I don't know that I'm not in your business like that. But anyway, yeah, man. I, mean, I, I feel like it's real. It's real and it's it's honest. And, um, you know, like at the end of the day, we have these conversations. We're having these conversations because these are things that we're learning ourselves, not things that we've, like, met the finish line of. And, like, oh, we've made this, like, like point where you're like, ah, no. We are learning, growing. Yeah, literally last week I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's why I do that." Like I like I've forever just thought I was this loose like go with the flow person and was like, "Oh, whatever." I'm not. Like I like <laughs> I'm not that person. Right. People know me, but they won't tell me. Oh yeah, bro, you're kind of abrasive. You lying, bro. I did tell you. But I thought that was just me just being like, you know, uh like, "Oh, I'm unhealthy today." Or I'm like, you know, I'm just like that was just a freak incident. Oh, I'm stressed. But really the reality is like there are things about me that have been in plain sight for so long, but it's taken so long for me to be okay with it because I was afraid of me being me. Right. I think a lot of people are afraid of being 
themselves because someone in their life before is very similar to them and was destructive. And so they don't want to be like them, so they deny who they are. And I think I've lived in that place for a very long time of seeing some things that I found as extremely, like, difficult to live with. And I I lived in the denial of that for a while. And I just want to say I'm really proud of you because I have seen that. You know, I've seen the the effects um, of your life in your life on both sides of that. Well, you were, like, the thing that you just talked about, like, trying not to be somebody else or be somebody that you didn't want to be. I saw the effects. But I've also seen you own who you are and I've seen like the, the fruit and the benefit of that not just for you but like for me too you know like I have become a better person because of that thing for you so just bro you said some things in here and I'm like so proud of you bro. <laughs> you know, tear, just one little tear drop down no, one little gangster tear drop just keep, keep you got a gangster though let me tell you self awareness bro be aware you're not a gangster I'm a thug though <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm really not like I realize like I might be very like hard on the outside, but I got a little soft center, not like a big soft center. Like, you know, like there's like a little, just a little bit in there. Yeah. This is a splash of, of feelings, right. but you know, I'm <laughs> gangsta. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I just, I just think, I just think that this is a thing that uh, is continuous and it's for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you're not, you're not going to ever outgrow self-discovery. You're not ever going to outgrow who you are because you're always where yourself, no matter where you are, that's where you are. And so, uh, whether you're 15 or whether you're 65 or if you're older There's than so that, much more to you. Don't get stuck in a place because then you stop becoming the person you're supposed to be, which Oof. is a growing, evolving Come human. On, and so um, health, health uh, a way that you can see health is if there's growth. If there's no growth, there's no health. Remember Jesus, what he said, you're not growing, you're not healthy. See ya. So just so you know, if you're not growing, you might need to check the roots, see what's going on inside yourself, you know? I like he was talking to me. I didn't want me to get into my own business, but. Yeah, I feel that, though. It's good stuff. It's um, good. Yeah. Love that we got to talk about it. Man, if you guys like this episode or if you would like more things like this or anything in, in general, remember, message us, the drop.podcast at Instagram doc, uh, com <laughs> on Instagram, on, on the gram. On the Go gram. find us, follow YouTube. us. You Whatever. YouTube, right here, right now. Subscribe if you haven't, man. We are just – Loves getting to talk with you guys and hopefully. And also, we open to dialogue. Like, like yo, like, if you want to talk, like, hit us up. Or hit the comments. Hit a dislike if you right. feel it. Like, give give us the real If feedback. there's something that you need to tell Blake about himself, tell don't, him. Don't do, please. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm don't joking. do it publicly. I'll I'm get joking. real embarrassed. <laughs> that's like where I just did that very thing. Like, please don't tell me about me. Yeah. I'm really emotional. Tell me in private. Hey, that's also yeah. another thing. Before you hear this, don't publicly shame people when you tell them about yourself. Do it privately because that's loving and honoring and that's the gift wrapping piece. There you go. Last one. Merry Christmas. Merry, and, have, and a happy new year, you filthy animal. <laughs> no, man. I, Long I, season. No, I love this, man. I love this podcast. I love that we keep getting to do it, man. Subscribe. See y'all later. This is The Drop. Don't miss it.